Our scripture reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 80. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably upon his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty savior for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown us the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our ancestor Abraham, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew up and became strong in spirit And he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly to Israel. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is the second song of the Christmas story. The first being Mary's. Now Zachariah sings his song of praise for what God is doing. And singing in these circumstances is so important. Singing in all circumstances is so important. I wanted to start by sharing the story from the Washington Post on a study that was done. The choir met on Wednesdays in a London church, and if the tube was on strike, it took Hazel Hardy two buses across the city to get there. But no matter, by the time she entered the hall, she says she'd escaped whatever was outside, including her cancer. The choir members who met from 2016 to 2018 were all familiar with cancer. They were patients, caregivers, and oncologists, but they didn't discuss it. They were there to sing, to have a bit of fun and meet people. For Hardy, who had been diagnosed with breast cancer shortly before joining the group, it was a new kind of family. After rehearsal, some of the singers provided a saliva sample to researchers, examining whether singing affected their health and mood. And it did, positively. The Sing With Us study, which enrolled Hardy and 192 others, is part of a growing body of research that points to the physical and mental health benefits of singing with others. Sing With Us linked singing and the choir to reduce stress hormones and increased cytokines, proteins that can boost the body's ability to fight serious illness. Other studies have found a connection between singing generally with lessened anxiety, stimulated memory for those with dementia, increased lung capacity, and an easing of postpartum depression. As we grow closer to the night, much, much closer to the night of Christ's birth, we want to highlight the importance of singing in Luke's narrative because Mary and Zachariah rejoicing through song is following the path of their ancestors. 
Their singing is important because it shows us that joy is an embodied practice. It emerges from our souls. It creatively offers what our souls desire. And the content of their songs shows us what robust hope looks like. It looks like a deep yearning for the hungry to be fed, for our children to be blessed by the tender mercies of God. If hope feels out of reach for us, the act of singing has the power to transform us. And Zechariah was transformed. After nine months of silence, he finally has something to say. And it's not just that he has spent these nine months thinking of what he wants to say next, or that necessarily those nine months of reflection led to deep insight, but as Luke testifies, the Holy Spirit filled Zechariah in the moment of John's naming. And Zechariah sings a song of God's abundant mercy. That God has taken notice of God's people, recognized the need. That God has promised this mercy of love and is acting now to do so. There's mercy in the promises that are kept even after a long time of waiting. There's mercy in the freedom of being released in, from captivity, of the promise of being able to worship and live without fear. It is a song of mercy and a song of blessing. And after singing his praise of God's tender compassion, he offers his spirit-filled benediction to his son, blessing upon his child, the one who will announce God's tender mercy who will give the people knowledge of salvation and forgiveness. Something broke open in this moment in Zechariah. His fear was changed into a spirit of thanksgiving. Blessed be the Lord God, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on a high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness, to guide our feet in the way of peace. God's way is peace. Salvation looks like peace. And who among us doesn't need to be reminded that God is with us when we are sitting in the darkness? when we are in that shadow place. Who among us does not need God's help to stay centered in what peace truly looks like in a world filled with too much violence? We sing because the words remind us that what was true then is still God at work now. Long before Zechariah, Isaiah spoke words that resonate today as well. As they awaited the long 
promised Messiah, the way of peace they do not know, and there is no justice in their paths. Their roads they have made crooked. No one who walks in them knows peace. And Zechariah is responding to Isaiah, reminding God's people that they do know the path of peace because it is the path of God. We know the way and we sing ourselves back into that place of peace, back into that place of hope in the midst of darkness. Just a reminder of the place that we are in, the Romans have destroyed the Jerusalem temple. News about Jesus when this gospel was written has begun to spread beyond Palestine to pockets around the Roman Empire. And at this time, much like decades earlier when Elizabeth and Mary were preparing to give birth, the world is so much more practiced in violence. They have only known what it is to be at war. They have only ever been afraid of living out their faith and their lives to the fullest. So God's peace is standing as a strong contrast to the peace of the Roman Caesars. God's peace continues to stand in striking contrast in the very same land that Zechariah was singing from. I think this is why Luke uses the word peace more than any of the other three Gospels, because singing is an act of peace. That act of remembering God's way for us as we sing together. Luke wraps us in the songs of prophets so that we can continue to use our voices together. God's peace is the message that frames the beginning and end of Luke's gospel. When Zechariah sings that God will guide our feet into the way of peace, his prophecy is fulfilled when the risen Christ stands among his followers and announces, peace be with you. Zechariah's song is not simply a way to announce the birth of John the Baptist, but rather to proclaim God's faithfulness, God's salvation, which is God's peace. During this season of Advent, as we await the birth of the Savior of the world, we pray together with Zechariah. We pray that we too will be blessed by the Lord. There's a lot of things that can get in our way of singing with joy and of singing ourselves into peace. This is a hard season where the joy can often feel artificial but I think that that's the power of us coming together as a community of praise, to be reminded of God's way of peace, to be renewed in the path, to go out carrying that word of peace despite a world that will try to talk us out of it. Zachariah's song is one that is filled with promise of what can be. And so we sing it 
again, over and over, every time we become God's people of peace. It is not always easy. And so I think a lot about Mary Oliver's poem, I Worried, when I am struggling with what it means to find that way of peace. She says, I worried a lot. Will the garden grow? Will the rivers flow in the right direction? Will the earth turn as it was taught? And if not, how shall I correct it? Was I right? Was I wrong? Will I be forgiven? Can I do better? Will I ever be able to sing? Even the sparrows can do it. And I am, well, hopeless. Is my eyesight fading or am I just imagining it? Am I going to get rheumatism, lockjaw, dementia? Finally, I saw that worrying had come to nothing and gave it up and took my old body and went out into the morning and sang. My friends, this morning, I invite you to go out into the morning and sing and to find the peace that lies within the good news that our song can bring. Thanks be to God. Amen.